Everybody, welcome to this episode of Total Wellness Radio, episode 344. This is a special edition episode because just last night on Tuesday, the 15th, we did our clinic orientation class where we bring in groups of people and we share with them the resources and the objectives that we have in helping them put their health in order. So, in lieu of today's live presentation on our Facebook channel, we're going to actually post the new and revised version of our clinic orientation class for your listening pleasure. Thank you so much for your understanding. We'll catch you in the next live next week. The topic will be electric stress issues. Uh, This week, we are substituting the Total Wellness Radio podcast on the Facebook Live section, also on the Total Wellness Radio Network. So thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Well, welcome. Let's get started. Thank you all for being here, taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a little bit of time with us here tonight. Our goal is to make the next half hour, 45 minutes, as valuable as possible. And for those of you I have never met before now, David, my name's Dan Young and I'm a naturopath. This is Tammy Notch over here. She's also a naturopath. Craig Morrison's up front. He's going to help... Make sure that everybody gets all the resources they need tonight to uh, take the next few steps after we get done with class. Several years ago, I started doing this class because I felt it was extremely important to position people with the right resources as fast as possible to know exactly what we do, how we do it, why, does it make sense. And so we've been putting small groups together like this every first and third Tuesday of the month for, like I say, several years. And it gives us an opportunity to explain to you in detail what we mean by putting your health in order. And order is kind of a new acronym for our office, right? I I love training things that are really effective but simple. And so order has an actual definition to the word. And it talks about identifying your objectives, what you really want to accomplish with your health, giving you the right resources, so that you are going in the right direction because there's no such thing as cookie cutter health. Everybody needs different things, different amounts, different habits that we need to address and change and like these two ladies were talking about before in class. And, and, uh, and then the demonstration of utilizing those resources over time so that we as a practitioners, our job is really to help you evaluate how well you're getting along with your program and then refine it where need be over time. Because nobody just wakes up one day and has MS or cancer or headaches or migraines or hormonal problems or digestive problems or anything that might bring them here, insomnia, okay? We don't just wake up one day and have these things. Your health and how well your body performs is an accumulation of decisions you've made over time. Some of those decisions have turned into habits. We don't even think about it, right? And so our job is to help identify blind spots and weaknesses, potentially, based on our experience and the things that we've been able to prove from the resources we've used here for for about 20 years. And that brings me to my next point that I want to discuss. Credibility, in my mind, has two elements that make it so. Results over time equals credibility. That's just my personal viewpoint on it. 
And I think most of us would agree that that's, that's probably true. So I want to give you kind of a frame of reference as to how Country Doctor even got started and, and why we're doing what we're doing on, on, the, on the scale that we get to do it today and experience it with people. In 1974, my grandfather had Parkinson's. He shook real bad his right hand. And he was not responding well to the medication at the time, which is still used today. Cinnamon is the Parkinson's, one of the Parkinson's medications. And that medication has some pretty nasty side effects. And my grandfather being 6'2 and about 240 and my grandmother being 5 foot nothing, we were afraid you know, that he'd come out from under the influence of this medication and potentially harm her because some of the side effects were aggression and disorientation. Okay? And I remember sitting at the kitchen table in 1974 having breakfast with my grandfather and him sitting there shaking like a leaf under the influence of this drug about passing out his eggs. And so after a year of dealing with this, no results to speak of, his primary care physician said, hey, we have this new and wonderful procedure, guaranteed if he gets this done, he'll stop shaking. And they're like, great, well, let's take him and get it done. So they took him in the hospital, they cut the nerves in his wrist, and he quit shaking. Oh. Approved procedure in 1974. Because the mindset of modern disease management, not healthcare, Call it what it is, because when you call things by what they truthfully are, then you can go forward and walk in truth. And it's not a healthcare system, it's a disease management system, okay? And so that was their approach to the disease management. Well, if he doesn't have a symptom, he's healthy. Well, his hand atrophied, and he couldn't use it after that. And that's what happened in 1974 to my, my grandfather on my mom's side. And... Um, so to say the least, my father became extremely perturbed, which is a nice way of describing how angry he was. And he thought, well, I'm going to do something about that. I want, what can we do? What can I study? What can I learn about traditional care? Not modern medicine, traditional care. Okay? What, what, what were we doing 6,000 years of recorded history for helping people maintain good optimum health? Things that habits that they could develop, resources that they could use. And so he started studying that. He started studying it very closely. Now, he studied it not with the intention of ever having a clinic. He studied it with the conviction to protect his family from future events like that again. Okay? And so he started working with that. He started studying herbs and, and diet and things like that. And there wasn't a lot around in 1974. Uh, there was a lot of turn-of-the-century clinical nutritionists, but he didn't know where to look. He was so unaware and you know, we didn't have the media outlets today where you can reach in your pocket and you can plug in, you know, you can order in Chinese a bicycle from, you know, from China and have it delivered, right? And you can do it in a couple of clicks. We didn't have that type of connection and communication in 1974. And, but he started learning. He started studying. Fast forward nine years and we find his father now is uh, in a VA hospital in Oregon. He's on 12 medications. He's a veteran. He's um, going for his annual checkup. And he used to make a joke like, well, I get to go to the VA today. That's like giving my life twice for the same country. <laughs> we laughed, right? We thought, oh, that's Grandpa, you're so funny. But unfortunately, in his case, it turned out to, to, to be true. Because when they did his blood work, his titers for infection and elevated uh, liver uh, stress was up. And they said, you know, you need, we need to admit you for observation. <laughs> Keyword observation. And they kept him on 12 medications, knowing that his blood work and his liver 
uh, performance was off the charts and very sluggish, and that the infection was spreading. They thought the he had emphysema. They thought it was spreading. And so they admitted him to a hospital bed for nine days, and nobody observed the fact that he hadn't had a bowel movement. He died from his own liver toxicity. And that's what happened to my other grandfather. And I would almost bet if we go around the room and individually took some time, each of you could share similar stories about how the modern disease management system did nothing, little to nothing, in the area of chronic illness. Right? Maybe lesser or greater degree in severity of the story, but still stories just the same. Modern medicine in this country is a miserable failure, always has been, is currently, and will be in the future, at correcting, at positioning people with the right resources and the right monitoring systems so that they actually restore function and restore their health. And so what happened was, in 1998, my dad's living in uh, Torrington. How many of you know Torrington is? Yeah. Okay. WMCI. We, pardon me? WMCI. Yeah, okay. WMCI. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. They're on the same link here. We've got a match going on the front row. Look out. I was an instructor, though. Oh, okay. I was instructed. <laughs> Success story. Good. Yeah, he is. He really is. And so in 1998, my folks find themselves in Torrington, okay? And my dad's uh, looking at semi-retirement. And uh, the reason for Torrington was we, he had grandkids in uh, Nebraska and grandkids in Montana, you know, North Idaho area. And he thought, well, that's kind of close, you know, so he could travel back and forth. But mom said, you're too young to retire. You need to work. Because men who retire too soon, David, take note, if you retire too soon... God has a way of taking us to the dust. That's right. Yeah, so keep busy. Yep, keep busy. I've seen it too. Gotta have a job. Gotta have a purpose. Something to sink your teeth into and have a project. So what happened was, so what happened was he said, well, I'll just start a little consulting business. And I, I've got my master herbalist degree and I'll, I'll start working with people and showing them how they can make their own homemade salves and they can do their own tonics, which will naturally support normal cardiovascular function and normal hormones for men and women and insomnia issues and allergies and kidneys and liver, all this other stuff. He said, I'll just start doing that. And so that's what happened. That's what brought us to, brought them to Torrington and, and they started the clinic in 1998. Um, about a year later, he met a gentleman here in town by the name of uh, Stuart Green, Dr. Green, Green Chiropractic. Used to be on Del Range for years. How many of you, do you remember his office at all yeah, over on Del yeah, Range? in the office. Never visited, but I remember the office. Been there, was there yeah, for decades. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I always give him credit for bringing us to Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Because he met my father. My dad was looking for a good chiropractor. And he said, well, what, as you know, when you meet people, what do you do? So my dad explained to him that he was a master herbalist. And he helped people restore health naturally in a non-invasive way. And I said, got all excited. Because he understood the value that most chiropractors do. He understood the value of the right nutrition, the right habits, the right resources working in a person's life over and over, over time. They could restore and rebuild their health. And so my dad started seeing him for chiropractic care, but he says, hey, if you come up, would you be willing to come up a day a week for a couple of hours? I've got an extra desk here in the back, and if you'll come up and, and I'll set up some people to start just sitting around chatting with you, you can just tell them about what you do. And he said, well, sure. So he did that every Wednesday for six months. Until one Wednesday, and it was building, right? 
when Dr. Green was there and my father was there and there was no parking for anybody else in those businesses, and there's people walking around outside smoking cigarettes or whatever they do, and, uh, and the lobby was full. And uh, the ma office manager said, look, you need to, uh, you're going to find somewhere else to go because this is Dr. Green's business and we don't want to get run out of here, so you're going to find your own place to, to do this here in Cheyenne. And so uh, in 1999, they actually started in 1807, the small unit in this building, and, uh, and we've been here ever since, and now all but one unit belongs to everything that we got going these days. So. so it's been an amazing journey, amazing thing to experience and be a part of, and watch people's lives transform once they get the right resources to put their health in order. It's just been fascinating to witness. Um, I didn't join the practice until November of 2001. I did a two-and-a-half-year internship with him, which is kind of rare. It's hard to find somebody that you can work side-by-side -side working with people and positioning them with the right resources and monitoring them properly over time to make sure that they're getting the results they're looking for. And, and so I had that opportunity. But in 2004, we kind of went through some transitions. And the transition was this. When my father was in clinical practice, his fees were real high and the volume of people he could serve in a day real low. And for me, it just, I didn't, I just couldn't grasp it, right? It just didn't fit me. Because I wanted to help as many people as possible and never have money be a reason not to come through the door, okay? And he was sensitive to that too, but he was just trained a certain way. This is how you do it, and, and that's what he did. And so when, when he, I took over the practice in late 2004, uh, our business dropped drastically to the point of we thought we were closing the doors, right? It was not a fun time uh, for a son trying to take over his father's business. A lot of people think that I, that I walked into that. It's like, well, I walked into a mess. <laughs> not a mess for him, but I turned it into a mess because I just couldn't do it. I just, so I, I had to get better education. I had to get better resources. And thank God we did in late 2005. And um, January 2006, we launched a kind of a totally different model. Um, very high volume, low fee. So that it's kind of like the minute lube of natural health. <laughs> right? I mean, you kind of Get a, get, a, get a 72 point checkup in 15 minutes and send you out, you know. Um, and we certainly continue to refine the ability to do that in a very good way. But um, by 2008, uh, we had rebuilt the practice so much larger, in fact, than what my father had ever achieved. And I was charging less money and able to help more people, and people could refer. Right, as you see from this room here tonight. People could send other people with confidence knowing they're not gonna have sticker shock and that they get the same kind of quality care that everybody else gets. And so we're excited about that. We started uh, a company called Practice Blueprint, kind of an offshoot passion of mine to work with other practitioners. And we've had an opportunity to work with uh, almost 14 different interns in different offices across the country, helping them get themselves in, a, in order so that they could then help their community's health get in order. And it's really, it's kind of a dynamic snowball. It's taken 20 years, but it's kind of a dynamic snowball to see what's happened uh, for us in just a short period of time. And today we see almost 4,000 office visits a year. Uh, we went from two people working here to almost 10, nine or 10 people that work now between the lab and the clinic and the wholesale side and also practice blueprints. So it's been an amazing journey. I'm just getting started. I mean, we really are. We're just getting started. We've only scratched the surface as to the impact and the dynamic <laughs> health restoration that people can experience. Um, but we have to get you to understand there's some primary resources initially that you need to understand. And that's the next slide here. 
There's five key resources that are going to help you maximize your experience with this office, whether you work with Tammy, Craig, or myself, because the approach is structured yet flexible enough to meet individual needs. That's one of the things I just love about it. But the foundational principles and resources that you need to understand and stand on so that you maximize your results are the five that I've got listed here. Number one, you need to understand that health restoration is a process. It is not an event. This notion that you can take a pill for the ill and you're well is idiotic. It's delusional. It doesn't work. Never has, never isn't going to, and it, and it won't in the future. You can't just take a pill for the ill. Okay? So that's the number one principle. It is a process, not an event. Number two, there's only two causes of ill health. And we've proven it time and time again over the last 20 years. And that's the absence of something that your body wishes was present or the presence of something your body wishes was absent. <laughs> and most people have a combination of the two. Okay? Nutritional deficiencies, excess toxins, an immune challenge, weakened endocrine system. Something's out of balance, right? And we have to be able to evaluate that in a non-invasive way and then give you the right resources to reestablish that, that balance and harmony. Number three, we use your body's blueprint. Everybody's got a blueprint for healing inside of them. It's called their nervous system. That's how God made us. Everybody here's injured themselves, a little cut or a little bruise and didn't do a thing for it. And voila, give it a few days or a few weeks and it's gone and all healed, right? We have an innate healing energy that these bodies have. The problem is we violate its ability to perform based on the artificial approaches we use. Pill for the ill. Doesn't work, okay? So we use your body's blueprint to identify, number four, the answer to the most important three questions. Where's the stress, what's causing it, and how do we clear it? If you don't have the answer to those three questions, where's the stress, what's causing that stress potentially, and how to clear it, you don't have a solution, you have a Band-Aid. You just have a quick fix, pill for the ill approach. And number five, everybody has stress somewhere in the body. Everybody has stress, multiple layers of stress, okay? And by using your body's blueprint, we can identify what's the most important, where's the best place to start to put your body back and your health back in order, and we'll identify the right stress. And we address it with the right thing. Could be a dietary change. Could be an immune enhancement nutrition. Could be uh, better enzyme consumption. Maybe it's hydration or rest or movement, right? We identify the, the right thing. We do it in the right order, in the right amount. Um, and then over the right amount of time. You have to give the body time. When we make a program for some people, it takes anywhere from five to seven days of them being consistent, not perfect, but consistent. You like that? Consistency. <laughs> consistency. You keep elbowing her. She's got bruises. Yeah. She's going to be elbowing you later. <laughs> consistency trumps perfection. One of the things that people will use as an excuse to not get well and adjust their habits over time is if I can't do it perfect from day one, I guess I just won't do it. Bull. That's an excuse. It's a cop-out. There's no such thing as perfection. Well, there was this one guy. <laughs> Consistency trumps perfection. We say so right there. So let me give you kind of a snapshot picture of what an actual visit looks like. Okay, Your initial visit with our office. 
Yeah, 45 minutes worth of paperwork, sorry. Paperwork runs the world, right? But in that 45 minutes worth of paperwork, we know from our experience we have to have a good case history in order to position you with the right resources. So we need to know from that, pa that paperwork, two-page case history, that's where you get to share with us what you've done to yourself in the name of healthcare, <laughs> and uh, what you've let others do to you in the name of healthcare. The system survey, system surveys are not new. But how we look at them and how we interpret and evaluate them is, is very specific. Most people have been to clinics where you, they, you know, part of the intake forms is you like put a dot on the one, two, or three, like mild, moderate, severe, right? And there's usually 25 or 30 questions there, okay, that you can fill out. Linda's grinning. You're like, oh my gosh, is his ever going to end? <laughs> it was uh, 224 questions long takes about 15 minutes of the 45 to complete properly. But here's what it does. It points Tammy, Craig, or myself in the direction of where to look for the stress. Well, how is your body dealing with the stress? Is it nailing the thyroid or the liver, the adrenals or the cardiovascular? How is your body kind of succumbing to this stress and it can't perform because of it? doesn't tell us what's causing it yet, but at least we know where your body's dealing with it. And then we do something really unique. I love this piece of equipment. We got it January of 2006, and we use it every single day with people to help give us a snapshot picture of how well your nervous system is performing in that moment. It's a heart rate variability monitor. It's a little chest monitor, and it's a stress test. Now, here's the stress. You have to be able to sit, lie down on a table, and when you hear a buzzing sound, stand up. We're not going to put you on a treadmill and try to do coronary, right? Yeah, Ben wants, yeah. You don't want that. It might be fun though, huh? Oh, sure. Yeah, we're sure. <laughs> so that's the stress test. It takes like four to six minutes, something like that. But it gives us a snapshot in the moment of your nervous system. How well is it healing? Is it responding properly? Is it overwhelmed with stress? At what age are you on the inside? Are you prematurely aging for your age? Everyone's nodding. Yeah. And then we use an evaluation called nutritional kinesiology. It's a kind of a hybrid form of muscle testing. How many of you have ever heard of muscle testing? Most of you. Okay. Muscle testing is a non-invasive examination of the nervous system. It was brought here by D.D. Palmer in 1895 who brought us chiropractic. And he used it to palpate the spine to find out where the adjustments needed to take place with early chiropractic maneuvers and adjustments, okay? In 1960, it was actually formalized by uh, George Goodhart and Alan Berdahl. They started the School of Applied Kinesiology. You can look them up, School of Applied Kinesiology. But from that, there's been different variations used to uh, muscle resistance testing, if you will. That's another term for it. Um, they use a form of called sports kinesiology at University of Wyoming. So this is not new, and there's various variations of it. Uh, when used skillfully, you can really bring on display where the stress is, what's causing it, and how to clear it. It's really fascinating, and it takes 15 minutes. It's just an amazing test. Current status, we identify your current objectives based on those tests. A course of action that gives you the right resources based on what we find and then we educate you on how to maximize those results uh, in the future. So that's the initial visit. Let's say 
that that initial visit tells us that there's liver stress, okay? That there is stress present on the liver, overwhelming the system and your body's ability to perform by design. So there's some key stressors that we must investigate to see why your body is not performing. And I've listed the top five. Now there's a total of 18 that we know of clinically that can stand in the way of your body's ability to perform. But these top five, I can assure you, each of you that are here for the first time, probably have one or more of these right now. And that's why you feel the way you feel and your body can't perform the way it's designed to perform. The first thing we look for is food sensitivities, okay? And I'll just give you a little tip. If you tend to be the type of person who wakes up every morning with a little bit of chronic congestion, phlegm, or nasal issues, you're eating something your body says, I wish you would knock it off. And that's its way of telling you, okay? Body aches, not rested, things of that nature, okay? Number two is immune challenges. We call them immune challenges because that's the truth, right? The facts are viruses, bacteria, parasites, and fungus can be very health debilitating, even life-threatening. Those are the facts. But here's the truth. The truth is, if you get your immune system properly elevated and responding, the symptom of the problem goes away. So those are still symptoms. Viruses, bacteria, parasites, and funguses are a symptom of a weakened immune system. Correct the immune challenge, the symptoms improve. We see it every time. It's fascinating. Number three and four kind of go hand in hand. Chemical and uh, heavy metal toxicity. According to the EPA, the third leading cause of illness in our country right now is because we are overwhelmed with air, water, and food pollutants. Over 10,000 different foreign elements and chemicals found in all three areas. And these bodies, by creation, have the ability to detoxify. Respiration, sweat, lymphatics, urination, bowel movements, right? We are built to detoxify. The problem is we get overwhelmed and we can't keep up with the demands and this stuff will accumulate. And there's other scientific tests that can be done besides kinesiology, hair analysis, saliva tests, things of that nature that can actually determine and identify what those substances are. And lastly, scar tissue. Scar tissue topically on the body can create horrendous neurological stress. So even piercings can be a problem, tattoos. Uh, with women, we find the C-section area can be very problematic. Um, open heart surgery, spinal fusions, things of that nature can be very problematic neurological to the system. In fact, I'm going to share some exa an example of one of my favorite <laughs> cases that I had several years ago now, probably 10 years ago now of a yoga instructor that came here, and I'll share that story with you. All related to scars. Now, it's not uncommon to find more than one of these active at the same time, which is why people feel so lousy most of the time. And that's it. At the end of that first visit, you don't leave with a bag full of stuff to take. You get your questions answered. We discuss the resources we found, and then we have you back for our program of care visit. Program of care visit is where we reevaluate what we think we found. Kinesiology is an amazing evaluation tool, but it is subjective. That's why we do it so often with people, to see are we picking up the stress patterns the body needs to be handled. So the second visit, um, we do a program of care, and we have three phases that we take people through. We call it fine-tuning, healing, observation, and maintenance.
For the first four to six weeks, we see the person at least once a week. It's a 15 minute visit. We do a full kinesiology evaluation to find out. You'll be amazed what all we can get done in 15 minutes. Like, how are your bowel movements, energy, sleep, digestion? Are you being compliant? What's your questions? What's your next step in education? I mean, we, we don't, it's not that fast, but it's, I mean, we have a very structured approach to helping you utilize the resources we found for your case specifically. And it's very structured, but it's also flexible, okay? Uh, the reason we do it this way is because we know from our experience it takes three to six months to get stable, and it takes one to three years to get well. And what I mean by well is to actually restore, rebuild, and repair your health. It's not an overnight quick fix situation. Nobody gets ill overnight. Their habits, their lifestyle, their stress, diet, all these different factors need to be taken into the equation to get the right resources back in place. So it typically doesn't take people three to six months to feel better. It takes them three to six months to get the doggone habits straightened out. Okay? So that's what we know. In that program of care, we talk about the therapy and the services. Obviously, an approximate investment of time and money. Nutritional therapy usually is anywhere from 2 to $4 a day. That's about what it runs. So cut out of Starbucks. You'll improve your health. You'll quit paying money to a company that I'm not real popular, that's not real popular these days anyways. And you'll just divert money you're already spending into your own nutritional therapy plan and rebuild your health. So you're not coming up with new money. Okay. The actual... Uh, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, depends on the case. My yoga instructor, this is the one on scars. So this gal comes here, she's 36 years old, she's got an impeccable diet, she's never had a child, so she doesn't have an episiotomy, perineal tear, or C-section. No scarring from that. Very active, right? Like everything's on point. Here's her complaints. Chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headaches. Those were her top three concerns that she wanted the right resources to correct. We did that evaluation, we found scars. I said, where's the scars at on your body? And she goes, I don't have any. So we got a belly button, don't you? <laughs> Which, by the way, if you don't have a belly button, you're not alive. I can't help you. <laughs> you're probably not from around here. <laughs> you know? so, That's a little strange. Yeah, it's a little strange, yeah. Um, so when we lifted the shirt to look at the belly button, I was gonna examine the, and, and put pressure on the belly button and test it. There was this little purple dot about that high above her on the top. What do you think that was from? Piercing. An old piercing. Oh, that's the worst spot. She, piercing is really bad. That's the worst spot. You ask any acupuncturist that's worth their salt, they will tell you never. You should not pierce the body at all, but this is the worst. It's like 2,000 different types of bacteria in your belly button or something. Yep. The, the, the chance for chronic, uh, low-grade chronic infection from that staying, lasting years is, is very common. So I said, well, let's test that. I said, well, what is that? She goes, oh, I forgot. Which is how we find out our, most of our most valuable information, right? Drag it out of people. So she says, yeah, me and three girlfriends, four, uh, four years ago, were in old Mexico. And to commemorate our adventure, we got piercings done. Oh, no. But I took it out like two years ago because it would hook on the clothes. I didn't like it. It would just kind of weepy. It feel weird. I just got rid of it. You think that's the problem? I said, let's find out. We tested it. Crashed. Neurologically, she just crashed. Gave her an $8 bottle of wheat drum. It was $6 then, but it's 8 bucks now. <laughs> you know, and she massaged wheat germ oil, which is nature's vitamin E. That's whole, broad-spectrum source vitamin E. She massaged it in that scar every day for about two minutes, and in less than six weeks, no more chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headaches. 
wrote us a beautiful letter, never came back. Amazing, right? So scars, if we find scars, if we find immune challenges or foods or whatever, understand that I can't tell you, well, that's 20% of you feeling better and that's 60 and that's another 15, right? I can't tell you that. None of us can. But I can assure you, if we find it, it is standing in the way of optimum performance. And over time, we'll see is it 60, 80, 90% improvement. But she got over all three in six, less than six weeks by just doing that one treatment. Yeah. Now, there was this medical wreckage case I had once. And this is the most expensive case that I ever had um, to, to monitor. And it was very challenging. And she was in a class just like this. And she had one of our old handbooks with notes and earmarks on it. And she was on oxygen, kind of gray. And she was with her sister. And I, at the end of the class, I always ask if, you know, I'd like to like, at least have two or three questions, if possible. And she popped her hand up. She goes, well, I don't have a question, but I got a comment. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. And she said, two weeks ago, my husband passed away from cancer. While cleaning out his bureau at his desk, I found one of your old handbooks, patient handbooks. And I found his notes and things and questions and areas that he was reading. And he never got around to calling you guys, and he never got around to getting help. And I didn't want that to happen to me. And I thought, oh, Lord, if I turn her down, she, God will strike me dead right here. So what I mean by a medical wreckage case is she had several procedures. She is on oxygen. She's on 17 medications. So she's grossly over-medicated with things that will never restore function, ever, ever. I said, the first thing you're going to do before we'll even look at your case is I want you to go over to this medical doctor friend of mine. This was years ago. I said, I want you to have these meds reevaluated because it is not part of the solution. It's part of the problem, period. She says, I know that. I just I feel terrible. When she went in for that evaluation, they dropped her from 17 to 9 on that visit. They took eight medications away from her in that moment. Two of them were severely contraindicating to each other because four different doctors were prescribing things to her and no one's talking to each other. Okay? So she come bouncing in here all excited. Well, she didn't bounce in then, but <laughs> 10 months later, she was bouncing. But a short story long, her program was, was, was excessively high. It's the highest program I ever tried to do. I'm not, by the way, looking for medical wreckage cases. Not, not that we can't help them. We can. But this gal went to work. She spent six to eight hours a day. Her full-time job from that point forward was to get her health back. She focused on nothing else. She exercised the use of her resources as best she could. She changed her diet. She changed her lifestyle. She lost 53 pounds in 10 months. She was off oxygen. And the original 17 medications dropped to three at one-third their original dose. She remarried, moved to Florida, and wrote me a beautiful letter. The, but, you know, I had, I had dark hair like that when I met her. Yeah. So, remember those days? Yeah, me too. It also, in the program of care document, talks about services. Nutritional kinesiology visits are $40. If you're 55 and older, discounted to 35. Students or practitioners in the healing arts are also discounted. And children are uh, at 30 when it's under 18. So let's review some resources. In your handouts. I just want to take you quickly through your handouts and we're done. We'll wrap it up. I'm doing pretty good on time. Let's look over your resources. 
You have a couple of black cards there. Do not try to explain anything of what you heard here tonight. It's like, hey, dude, go, right? Hand him a card. Make sure you put your name on the back. We'll get you service coupons for future visits because I always love to reward people for helping us educate the community. Everybody sitting here knows somebody that needs to hear this message. Everybody does. And it's their responsibility to take action, invest 30 minutes, get educated. If they want to take advantage of it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. But I'm here to tell you, if you're sick, it's not your fault. Knowing you could do something about it and you choose not to is your fault and no one else to blame. Can't blame genetics, mom and dad, right? 100% full accountability. So that's what the little black card is for. The, blue, the green brochure is kind of a recap of tonight's education all in one. That's for you to keep. That's your resource. Read through it. It might prompt new questions that you want answered in the future, that type of thing. You also have a little information on what is, uh, other folks have said about their experience with our office. Now this booklet is 42 pages long and it's all alphabetized. 42 pages of typed um, endorsements from past clients over the last 20 years. And uh, we get one or two or three every week. And we just keep, keep collecting them because it's just credibility. Results over time. We offer a Share the Care program to all people in our community. I got a gal that's not even a client here. But she keeps sending, she's sent me business for years. I'll bet I've gotten 17, 18 clients over the years because she went through the class. She made the decision it wasn't for her, but she knew all kinds of people that needed it. She sent me all kinds of people. And so what we started doing years ago was called the Share the Care Program, where if anybody here has like a, a mom and pop group or a church group or a mops, like mothers of preschoolers or... You know, you work at a business where they'll, they got employee uh, health improvement programs or whatever the case may be, where you can get four or five people together. We come in, I come in, I do a demonstration where I actually do kinesiology and a kind of a hybrid of this as an education piece out in the community so they don't have to come here, I can come to them. All complimentary, but for hosting the class, there's service coupons, and it kind of <clears throat> describes it in that flyer. And last but not least, if you wish to, you don't have to, but if you wish to, the form that's called the public education form, it's a very quick little form that you can fill out tonight and turn in. And for turning that form in, your first two visits that I described on the slides are complimentary. We do that for several reasons, but there's, here's the two most important. There's two things at stake, your health and my reputation, we're not going to jeopardize either. If we're not a great match for each other, we don't go forward. The first visit and the second visit are complimentary, and then we decide mutually, is this something that I want to pursue, and what does that look like, and so on. So that way you're positioned with the best resources possible to make a well-informed decision. And that's why I just said it. Two reasons. I wanted to put it in writing, too. Okay? So here's how we put your health in order. Complete the workshop form. Turn it at the front desk. You'll receive the paperwork I mentioned earlier. You can take it home with you. You do not have to fill it out here. You can take that with you. They'll help you schedule your initial visits. And as I mentioned earlier, I always like to take at least three questions if possible before we wrap up. Go ahead. Yeah, I know you got a question. I'm looking right at you. I know. I know. <laughs> 
You I, should be. Your health's I, at stake. Yes. I am a product of, what would I say, of the health system. You're a product of faulty educating? Is that what you no, said? I am a product of the health system. I started oh. when I was 18 years uh -huh. old, and I'm still part of the system. Are you thrilled with the and results you're getting? I'm getting apprehensive. Yeah. I would think so. You've got a lot of resiliency if you started at 18 yeah, months. 18 months old. And, and I'm, yeah. So. Here's what question? I tell people. Here's <laughs> what, what I tell people. I that you're hesitant. I'm hesitant, yes. Thanks. You should be. Yes. You should be full of questions, hesitant, and put me on the spot. Good. I love those kind. They're my favorite. And also being a product of, guess what, the commercialism America. Uh huh. Uh, doctors cured you. Uh huh. Well, they haven't cured me yet. No. <laughs> so, no. No. They have the right to use the word cure. They don't yeah. execute it. Okay. There's a difference. Okay. Okay. Does that, so make, does that make sense? And, and the reason I said that is because I don't know if I'm looking for a cure. Right. Or, am I here again? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm looking for a cure or. You know what most people are looking for? What? Hope. Yes. Okay. That's a good one, yeah. You know what hope is defined? The feeling I have that the feeling I have is not permanent. That's hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you go through the process. We spend all this time together. You get your evaluation. We, we share with you the resources. And you look at me and say, Dan, it's not for me. It's like, great. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how we roll. Because here's the thing, I don't want to accept a person who's not a good match for me either because you, you screw up my success rates. Right. <laughs> yeah, but here's my question. <laughs> you, you don't want me to address that? I like to have 90% success rates or greater in every case I accept. Therefore, I don't accept every case either. Ah. Yeah. Well, that would lead to my next question. Okay. Do you... <laughs> everything I... Not everything. A lot I know I learned in kindergarten. You have to work well with others. Uh-huh. Do you work well with the medical community in Cheyenne, Wyoming? Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm, I, I, I don't have... I'm not I at odds with then. anybody. I mean, if that's yeah. what you mean. Right, right. Um, I, then I have hope. If you want I have a young lady that spoke at last month's nutrition, uh, uh, nutrition 101 class. Her name's Amanda. And for those of you who like to uh, look at, like, listen to podcasts, if you go on any of the platforms and type in Total Wellness Radio and go to episode 324, we're on 344, uh, 343 right now, but if you go to 324, her name's Amanda. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got along exceptionally well with her case. Diagnosed last January with stage four cancer, three inoperable brain tumors, one on her spine, had metastasized. She chose not to get operations of any kind. She did do chemo and radiation, but she changed her diet. She changed her lifestyle. She used all the resources she had, which was modern and traditional. This is traditional. What they oncology is modern. Okay. She did the two together, and they cannot believe the results that she's gotten. In less than seven months, eight months, her cancer markers were well over 1,500. They dropped down to a 15. She's been pronounced completely 100% cancer-free. The type that she had, they put the port in, right, for delivery. She's supposed to have it five years. She had it 10 months. And now she's helping her father get through cancer. She lost 37 pounds and her hair's coming in darker than when it fell out. She's, coming, she's healthier now than when she started.
11, 12 months ago. So is that what I'm saying that is possible for everybody? No. I'm saying that's possible for anybody. Is it possible for everybody? Probably not. I know how hard that woman worked. Her mindset and her willingness and her conviction and her passion and her, you know, her commitment that I'm going to get my health back and I'm not going to accept that sentence, that's what was the big turning point for her, I believe. Not me and not them. It was her. She used all the resources to the best of her ability. She'd show up getting her chemo treatments with her own snacks instead of eating the garbage they feed you that feeds cancer. And then they were laughing at her. And she's in the condition she's in because she utilized the resources properly. That's why. So, Does that help with your hesitation? Okay, I want to make sure I've addressed it. Yes, yes. Okay, and come with lots of questions. Yes, Gilbert. Uh, how many cases roughly do you think you've had that you've seen and just had no clue? What, I mean, has there been any that you just like, don't even know what it is? or? Where it I've, had, I've had two or three over the years that we have accepted as clients, and for whatever reason, they just didn't respond to the resources well. So it's a very good question, but very, very rare. Okay. Very I just, rare. I'm I've had multiple, multiple surgeries across... Uh, so a lot of scar tissue. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few states and whatnot. Um, and I mean, the last doctor I went to just said, you're going to have to live with it. Yeah, you know, I know. We talked about this. Forever. So I, I just, the hope's low. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because when, and he's bringing up a very valid point. When you've had things inflicted upon you, it's harder to heal from it. There's not an illness that you can't acquire that you can't get over 100% that you've acquired. Some of the stress on him was done to him. That's different. But when you're talking about diet, lifestyle, stress management, movement, things of that, the, the things that are within your control to make a better decision on, that is within your control. So to the degree that we find scars and have to handle them, we'll see how you respond. Could be 20% improvement, could be 40, could be 60, could be 80. Right? God loves me so much that he lets me collect a fee for him doing the healing. I mean, we got to leave it, in, right? <laughs> that's that's the truth. Huh? Yeah, I just know I just knew the laws to work within, right? I don't know how to heal anybody. I know the laws of what ill health is caused by them. And when we violate those laws, diet, lifestyle, stress reduction, and movement, and we're not applying right habits, not perfectly, but consistently, that's what happens. And only 30% is genetics, by the way. Genome Project proved that. The other 70% is choices. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you have a holistic approach to like mental health? Like I know a lot of it is in our bodies and deficiencies, and mm -hmm. um, and when there's like trauma involved. Yep, that perpetuates it. Yeah. That's a great question. So one of the best resources I came across, also on the podcast, I interviewed a lady. She wrote a book. Look this up called Buddha Belly. Get a, get a copy of it and read it. It's fascinating. The title of her book is called Buddha Belly. I read the author on my podcast. Did you know that 70% of serotonin and 50% of dopamine is produced in the what? Gut. Did you know that? Actually. It's produced here. It's not produced here. It's utilized here. It's produced here. And when this is not right, this won't be right. That was a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She's amazing. You'll love her book. Wow. So then you guys 
Mm-hmm. We really focus on. Really we focus on this. If this isn't right, nothing's right. Right, right here. And then my other question is: more, is four piercings? Obviously, yeah, nose piercing. They have yep. a tattoo. Mm-hmm. What do you do about that when they already have a piercing? It's not just this. If question. I can convince them to remove them, and <laughs> oh. do the experiment. Now listen. Here's what. Here's where the flexibility comes in. Do the experiment. If we find that and it's a stress point, remove it and treat it for six weeks. See how you perform. Then if you don't see like any, like if you do agree, oh, that, put it back in and see how you feel. But pay attention. What about the tattoos? Tattoos are permanent. But there's still microscopic scars everywhere and you use the same approach to handle the scar tissue. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the you can still you can yep. You still handle the scar. Yep. Good question. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for so much. Yes, David. One more. All right. I'll do four questions. Fine. All right. And it is kind of two questions. Oh, five. Here we go. I got somewhere to be, brother. No. You said you said in your presentation that there are some people you won't take. Yes. Will you not take them because of attitude, or is it because the case is too hard? Thank you. There's three. I don't like medical wreckage cases. I try to discourage it. This lady that came into that night in that class convinced me otherwise on that one situation based on the events that brought her there. There's number two is hypochondriacs. You fix one thing, they come in with three more. Now that hypochondriac is a real condition of emotional gratification received, perceived by getting the attention. That is somewhere that's just, just that they're, they're very challenging to get through. And the third person, oh, there's actually, there's, there's two more. The third person is the person that won't comply. They won't follow the resources at all or put forward effort. That's why we have a trial period, right? That first four to six weeks, I know what I got. And I will refund everything and send you out walking because, look, you're, you're the one still standing in your way. And then there's those who I've had, and I only had a few. There's one story. It was amazing. He was a he was a huge University uh, of Oregon fan. Loved the football team. He wanted to watch him win a national championship. Had had cancer. Had done all this stuff to himself long before I met him. And he knew he was like on his way out. But he said, "I just want to stay happy and healthy enough, just long enough to see my ducks win a national championship." <laughs> he stayed. He stayed alive for another ten months. Two weeks after they won, he came in and saw me and went home and died. So, there are those, but the, but the flip side of that coin is, he had something to live for, okay? I've had people come here that they've already given up. They've already, they're not, they're, they're at peace with it, they're comfortable with it, they've accepted it, their family's prepared for it, and they've made, they've made you know, the, the right plans to go through it. And so they won't, they won't do a program. And that's fine, that's it. So either they won't comply, or beyond wanting to comply, think they're always going to be able no matter what they do, or they've spent too much time in medical land. So it comes down to attitude. Pretty much. Attitude's everything. Yeah. You know, that's why we call it structured flexibility. Everybody needs the same evaluation, goes through the same process, but not everybody need, needs the same cookie-cutter approach. The resources must be tailored to the person's stress levels, what's causing it, and how to clear it. And that's why it's so unique, and I think that's why it gets such great results. And then I try to buy as much time up front as I possibly can with knowing that it takes three to six months not to see feeling better, but to get your habit straightened out. 
as to what caused and contributed to being ill to begin with. Most people just don't know, right? Blind spots and weaknesses. Blind spot means they just didn't know. Weakness means they knew, but they're not ready to do anything about it yet. And I'll encourage them to do so. We'll find a gradient to get them on. What if it's chronic? Chronic. That's all we deal with is chronic. But like, like something that you're born with, opposed to something you acquired through. No, no. Birth defects differ. Chronic is anything you've had for ten days or longer, and you've acquired it, like insomnia, headaches, high blood pressure, diabetes. Right. That's a chronic concern. What about birth defects? Birth defects. It's a, how are you going to restore something that doesn't exist? Okay. Yeah. Which I've kind of, the, I don't you're def, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're defining illness, physical illness as stress. Yeah, there's always stress involved. In now that stress, physical well, of course, I just gave illness? you the top five. Were you, do you want me to go through this again? No, no, <laughs> I just asked. So here's your top five stressors. Saying, yeah. A food sensitivity produces stress. Scars produce stress. Metal and chemical poisoning produces Stress. Weak immune system produces stress. So you're saying that stress produces illness. Yeah. Okay. You just got to know what's causing the stress. Right, right. Stop chasing symptoms. Yeah. Get after the cause. Cause of stress. Okay, it's the last one. I'm prompt. That's right. it. Are you sure? Yeah. I asked for three. I'm getting 12. Right. Normal, normal stress. Yes. There is a normal stress, right? Yeah. Modern living. Getting out of bed. Getting behind the wheel of a car. Getting up in the morning and going to work. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that over time though can be overwhelming because we deplete resources that should be there. Remember what I said: the presence of some that shouldn't, the absence of some that should. And we deplete those resources, and then we start giving other physical symptoms of lack of performance. None of those symptoms are a disease, by the way. Cancer is not a disease. We've been sold that it's a disease. It's a massively aggressive expression of a body that can't perform. You find out the right stressors, start eliminating them, and just like Amanda, you can see great results. Yeah, we've been we've been misinformed, misguided, and misled in America. Well, I know. For this, we all we all have that's that's exactly it. For this, right there. Yeah. And the last two years has been a, a, a tragically human violation of rights example of it. Well, the thing that I've tried to find out is why some days you just feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, you just feel great, and man, you can get the work done. Yeah. But there's other days that are just like you're dragging. Yeah. And they're getting more those days, and I don't like it. Okay, well, let me just finish with this, because we do have to wrap it up. All right. These are human bodies. Mm-hmm. Welcome to planet Earth. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.